Hey, all you beautiful people. It's Mary and Hannah. Woo -woo. Thanks for being here with us. We love it. Our one year anniversary is going to be here in just a few short weeks. It has been one year already. Can you even believe it? I can't because oh I can God. remember sitting over drinks with a notepad thinking, you have lost your mind. I, I think you're still thinking. <laughs> you have lost your mind. So we have something fun planned for you guys. Oh my God, yes. But we're looking for a little something from you as well. We can't do it without you. You know we can't do this without you. We could, but it would be boring. What we want to know from you is, what has your favorite episode been? And why? Yeah. Yeah. Really? What made you laugh the hardest? Or what do you occasionally still think about or tell other people well, about? What, what do you tell people about that you have heard? Or what have you heard from us that made you need to go do a little digging? So comment us, message us. You can DM us on Twitter. You can email us. We're really excited to read all of your responses. So hit us up on Gmail. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit up. Hit us up on, you know, Facebook Messenger. Wherever is convenient for you, hit us up. Let us know. Just don't hit us. Ow. <laughs> Sorry. She's so mean. You left it wide open. I know. I usually do. So thanks for all of your support. And stay mischievous. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. All right. So, um... Can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. All right, we're off and running. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. What's up? Welcome. I like it. <laughs> What's up? I like it. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Okay, we will. You're going to tell me something or you're going to welcome me? Both. Yes. Yes. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Isabel. And I'm Hannah Green. And we're your hosts, This Is. With the most This Is. For this podcast filled with misadventure. I don't even know what else to call it. Wine and no hostess Twinkies. God, those are disgusting. Ugh, and my so flavored nice. water because I am underage. I am. She's driving. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, totally. Oh, that's nice. That's mm. nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. So today, Mary cracked open a, a new bottle of wine that she picked up for us to try. Yeah, this is actually made in Leelanau. Which is... A Michigan winery. It is a Michigan winery. Leelanau County is up towards the top of the lower peninsula. Up at the, up at the top of the fingertips, if you will. Yeah, top of the a, mitten. Top of the mitten, that's correct. It's a new correct. wine that they came out with. This year, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. So today we are drinking Leelanau Cellars Spiced Apple Witches Brew, which they've made Witches Brew for several years now. I but, like Witches Brew. But the Spiced Apple is a new one. So yeah, very appropriate for this time of the year. It's a beautiful color and it is tasty. It is delicious. All right. Oh, oh. Um. So thanks for spending part of your day with us today, guys. Uh, next Wednesday on Murder, Mischief, and Moscato, we have Simmering Outrage. We have the origins of fairy tales. Find out where all of our beautiful bedtime fairy tales came from. It's not really what you think. We have the Shark Arm Murder, which was pretty bizarre. 
And we have the story of Corey Brewer, some asshole from Allegheny, Pennsylvania. That's what's happening on Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. So, today. Yeah. Today is October 10th. Yes. Happy Uh Sunday, everybody. Happy Sunday, everybody. Today is also World Mental Health Day. And anyone who has listened to Murder, Mischief, and Moscato has heard us talk about how important mental health and mental health awareness is. Very much so. Unfortunately, a lot of the stories that we cover on the other podcast would not exist if mental health was more of a priority in our society. I truly believe that. I agree but sadly, with you. it is not. It, it's not, but it is far, far better now than it used to be. Accurate. So, however, there are still many, many people who, when you let them know your mental health is not doing so well or is deteriorating, they pretty much just tell you to get over it. You are correct. um, You are correct. Yeah, that has nothing to do with our healthcare system. That's the attitude of society in general. Yeah. So your mental health affects your social, your mental, and your emotional well-being. Oh, absolutely. As well as your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. Yep. Positive mental health can help uh, stress be handled better. It helps to stabilize your productivity and to realize your full potential. It also, when you choose to take care of your mental health, can help increase the quality of life you have. Yeah, and I think when you increase the quality of life you have, I think that that reflects in the people around you. Yes. I do. I believe yes, that. Yes, absolutely. As a mom, I tried to encourage my children to understand mental health and to help them learn how to take care of their mental health. Um You know, there are things that you can do to take care of yourself and those around you. Yes. Take some time for yourself. Allow yourself to just have a day off. When you are really, really struggling or your child is really struggling, I'm a huge advocate of just take the day off. Go walk on the beach or play in your garden or read a book and have a cup of coffee or take a nap. Or call someone and just talk. Whatever it is you need to do, it's okay to take a break from life to take care of yourself. I did that a couple months ago. Yes, you did. It was an amazing, amazing day. Yes. It really, really, no, it's a problem. It really, honestly, gave me time to reflect and think. And I made some major decisions that day that were made not on the spur of the moment and that have um, made a huge impact in my life for the positive. I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. As one of Hannah's children, I can, in fact, you know, say that her advice does work. There have been days where I have painted or taken a nap or just pretty much anything to help myself reflect or calm down or think about everything that's going on. Um, these days have also helped me become more of an adult. And one of the things that I have realized is 
Ever since I got out of high school not too long ago, her advice has not only helped me grow, but it's also helped me let go of a lot of drama that high school, you know, put high school students rather push at you, which has also calmed my life down quite a bit. So, and I advise all of you listeners, if you or a friend have some bad mental health problems, like my mom said, take a break from society or if your friend says, hey, I'm really not in the correct mental state to hang out with anybody or anything like that, just see it from their point of view and just be there for them. Let them know that you're there if they ever need to talk and do not push them to attempt to hang out with people. And if somebody's pushing you to hang out with them, it is up to you, but if you are not in the correct mental health and just don't feel like hanging out, do not let them push you into that. Do not let them push you into something you do not want to. Good words. Yep. So there are a lot of different areas of mental health that people struggle with. Those include things like depression, anxiety disorders, panic disorders, phobias, OCD, and uh, PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. A lot of people associate PTSD with, you know, assault victims or people who have been in the wars. But honestly, anybody can suffer from PTSD. Having a very toxic job that you've been stuck at for a long time can cause you to have PTSD. A car accident can cause PTSD. There's a lot of things that can trigger that. Don't feel bad if you need to go find someone to talk to. Really, honestly, counseling is probably one of the best things I ever did for myself and my children. And I don't think that anyone should feel ashamed for seeking nope. help. I think nope. that you should feel proud of yourself for recognizing that you're struggling and for reaching out and asking for help. Right. If you have any toxic people in your life, people who are pushing you to do stuff you don't want to do, people who are insulting you, people who are feeding your depression, anxiety, or whatever. People mental. who don't make you feel good about yourself. Exactly. If they, if you have toxic people like that in your life, even though it will be hard and it may take a little while, I suggest you slowly just back away from those people and get them out of your life because it is not good for you and it will actually feed your mental health to get worse. That's good advice too. All it right. is. So um, yeah, World Mental Health Day. Well, we're going to switch a little bit. We're going to do something a little more fun. Okay. okay. National Handbag Day. Boop, boop. You and I just bought some new I handbags. Um, we're going to talk about that. Awesome. All right. Uh, all right. National Handbag Day. Recognize the versatile and utilitarian bag that goes by many names. Not only do handbags come in many shapes and sizes, they could be the size of an envelope, they can be as large as an overnight bag. The bigger my bag is, the more shit I put in it. So oh, yeah. I do try to keep a smaller bag. That's why my handbag is small. Super small. They yes. are available in almost every, anything, any solid color, any designs, yeah, any material. There's truly something for every taste and style. So call it what you will. You call it a pocketbook, a clutch, a reticule, a purse, an evening bag, a case, a pouch. Purses, handbags have been coming in handy for thousands of years. I personally, this is me personally, I'm not a woman who needs a purse 
to accessorize her outfit. I don't make sure that my purse and my shoes match. It just doesn't. I don't need a purse that says, hey, look at me. I spent hundreds of dollars on my bag so that you can look at me and be envious. That's that's not me. I get my purses from Goodwill. I like what I like and the hell with everybody else. I don't have purses in every size, shape, and color. I like bright, colorful purses. I always find them at the thrift store. I can't tell you the last time I bought myself a brand new purse. I did recently buy one for someone else, but it wasn't for me. I don't, I just, I just don't. However, Han and I were at a thrift store in Howell, Michigan, and they were having a 44% off sale for their birthday. Yep, fourth birthday, 44% off. We both found Michi purses with the most incredible inspirational covers. Yeah, we both bought multiple shells for our Michi purses. Cheap, freaking cheap, cheap, cheap. Oh my gosh, yeah. And the really cool thing about that particular thrift store is that it is run with volunteers. All the items in the store have been donated by community members. And A, super clean, super well organized. Their prices were re- very reasonable to start with. Very, yeah, very reasonable prices, even without the sale. But then when we were checking out, we found out that. All of the proceeds from the store are donated back into the community to help members of sexual assault, domestic violence, and child abuse. Yes. And that made me just want to spend, like, my whole bank account in the store. I know. More shit we didn't need. We didn't, but... Yeah. So we both now have amazing purses that we paid almost nothing for, and personally, that is the way I like it. Yep. And the money we spent... Goes to an amazing cause. So National Handbag Day. Happy National Handbag Day. Yay! Yeah, Izzy saw my new purse and loved it. She was very excited when she it. When she first brought it home, I was extremely... She went, look at this! And I went, it's a purse. And then she showed me the it's shell. It's a Michi! And she showed me the shell and how it... Like, yeah, that's really cool. Flips around and all this, all that. I'm like, well, all righty then. It was cool. That's a pretty cool purse. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and, it was and I a mean, very even cool even without the sale, their prices were super awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, all right, yep. Alrighty then. So, what happens when you see bodies float by in like a river or a lake? You call nine one one, right? Well, I can't say I've ever had that experience, but sure, that is what I would that's, do. I'm hoping yeah. that's what you would do. Okay, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Witnesses called nine one one when they saw a body, a body, a body, a body. A body float by in the Arkansas River. Okay. So police, fire, and EMS crews responded to the call because that is what they do. That is their job, and they're freaking on it. Right. They scramble around. They get there. They, they find the body, and then the body woke up. Pardon me? The body woke up. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you mean, like, this person wasn't actually dead? No, he was napping. While he floated down the river? Yeah. Face down? No, he was face up. Oh, okay. Okay. But he was sleeping. He was literally sleeping. He must float well. Oh, okay then. Sleeping. The he Tulsa just... Fire Department requests that people find alternate ways to stay cool. Not on a raft or anything, just floating. Just floating. Face up, sleeping. Okay? What? I don't, All right. I don't understand. Wow. We're going to move on. All right, I've got one for us. No, I'm not quite done with this story. I'm almost done. We're only halfway through. All righty, then. This is a what not to do. Don't fall asleep in a river. 
The uh, Yakima County, which is in Washington, Sheriff's Department responded to a vehicle that was found submerged in the Yakima River. Usually that's not a good thing. Were they also sleeping? No. No. They arrived to find, yep, sure enough, there's a blue Chevy Suburban completely submerged. But they really didn't need rescue divers because there was nobody in it. Okay. Because the owner drove the SUV into the water on purpose and then removed himself out of the vehicle. When asked why he drove his beautiful blue Chevy Suburban into the water, he said he needed to fill the radiator after he replaced the thermostat in his truck. I think, honestly, there's easier ways to fill your thermostat. I, well, we're not filling the thermostat. We're filling the radiator. The radiator. He, that's wanted, what he wanted to do it for free. He want, he you could it. have driven it to the edge, taken a cup, and took in the water yeah. out for free. And I don't think river water is really the best thing for your radiator. Also, I think that might have taken a really long time to do. I think that, yeah, it probably I took think, longer. Yeah. It also involved a tow truck. Did he take the cap off the radiator I before he drove so. it in? Because if not, he was wasting his time. He wasted yeah. his time, yeah. Wow. And all I had to say to that one was, oh, my God. <laughs> People are quite stupid. That's what this show's about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's exactly why we have this podcast. So, yeah, no kidding. Without stupidity, we didn't just sit here in silence and drink. So our, the so last what you do every day. Mm-hmm. So the last night of our vacation, Mary, do you remember what town we stayed in? No, I don't. We stayed in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Right. I remember that now because I did a ghost story. A rumored monkey was spotted in an Indiana city, and confirmed to exist when it was caught on video in a hotel parking lot. It wasn't our hotel. It wasn't our monkey. So the first monkey sighting was reported on September 8th. Several people reported seeing a man riding a scooter with a monkey on his back. So it was reported to social media, but there were no photos or videos. Just a lot of people commenting that they'd seen a guy riding a scooter with a monkey on his back. Which is cool. The next day, there are more reports that there is a man in a park with an untethered monkey wandering around. Okay. Not on a leash. Okay. So animal Pretty well behaved. So animal control has been contacted and can't verify the sightings. They can't find him. But then a Fort Wayne resident captured video after he spots the monkey wandering loose in the parking lot of the Town Place Suites by Marriott. The monkey was on the loose in the parking lot for a short time. Well... A young man and a young woman worked to try to catch the monkey and put it in a cage. That is not smart. Yeah, I think I'd tether it. It was just running around loose, and the monkey was obviously doing whatever the monkey wanted to do while these two humans tried to catch it. Yeah, that would have been funny to see. So the monkey was... I had a video of that. The monkey did eventually manage to be captured and put back into its cage. And the animal control has said that monkeys are not legal to keep as, as pets in the city. And that if you live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and you spot this monkey on the loose, to please contact them and keep a safe distance. Speaking of our vacation. Well, I was just going to say, oh, okay. I don't believe that had this happened and we had seen this while we were on vacation, do not believe our listeners would have believed us we would have needed video proof oh out of video that shit all right speaking of our vacation okay yes you remember the winery we went to with the goats 
Yes. And you wouldn't let me have a goat? No. You wouldn't let me put a goat in the back seat? No. Okay. All right. Jessica Nelson was on her way through a drive through in Marshfield, Wisconsin. And she noticed an unusual passenger in another car waiting at the same McDonald's. At first, she thought it was a fake cow. And then it moved. Oh, my God. The cow, she learned, had been acquired at a fair. And there were also two calves in the cow's back seat. So there's now three cows in this car. Alrighty then. So she put up a video on Facebook, a whole freaking cow. The video got 50,000 views overnight. By the time cows usually get to a McDonald's, they're not whole. So it's kind of unusual to see three whole ones in a car. And my thought on this whole thing is Johanna wouldn't even let me put a goat in her car. Uh, yeah. All right, Mary. After picking up food at Taco Bell, an Omaha, Nebraska man was driving the meal to share with his girlfriend. Meanwhile... He's 39 years old. He's talking to his friend on the phone. He apparently got a little distracted. And he saw Because he's eating and he's checking out the knife that his friend had given him. Distracted. The car hit a bump or a pothole. And he apparently stabbed himself in the right thigh with a knife that he was holding. So he's got a taco in one hand, a, a knife phone. in the other hand, a he's, phone in between his shoulder and his face. Yeah. He's what, driving with his knee? I don't know. So that leaves a one to one and a half inch deep puncture wound. He detoured to go to the nearby hospital and get stitched up. Now there's a guy driving next to him who sees the whole accident. He's pretty pissed. He's just pissed that this guy was so stupid that he stabbed himself because he's so busy doing so much. things that he shouldn't have been doing while he was driving. He's so mad he dropped his razor in his coffee. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. All right. Responding to reports of gunfire, the police in Youngstown, Ohio, spot a man who matched the suspect's description. We drove by Youngstown. Yes, we did. As an officer approached him, he could see the outline of a gun in the man's pants. The officer ordered the man to get on the ground, and the man apparently had a little difficulty following the command. Because apparently he said, I have a gun in my pants, it's in my way. He eventually got to the ground, and sure enough, the officer found a gun in the man's pants. When asked why he had a gun in his pants... Joshua McCraney, who's 29, said he had no idea that there was a gun in his pants. Wait, wait My thought is... You just told the cops you had a gun in your pants? Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Wait a minute. You just said to the cop that there was a gun in your pants, and now you're telling the cop that you didn't know there was a gun in your pants. That... Whatever brains he might have had, also in his pants, he has no idea how those got there either. I'm not sure whether we should call this the luckiest, unluckiest man alive... Or the unluckiest, luckiest man alive. All right. Frank Salak. He's born in Croatia, June 14th of 1929. I personally am not sure if this was a good day or a bad day. Frank grew up, lived through World War II, stayed in Croatia, and eventually became a very well-admired music teacher. But his life was a long string of very unusual and puzzling series of events. A series of unfortunate events. Precisely. So Frank had never been on a plane before, but desperate times call for desperate measures. So according to Select, the years 1963 and the 33-year-old man had just received word that his mother was ill, making him determined to immediately fly from Zagreb to, I knew how to say this earlier, Rayika, to see her. The earliest flight available is already fully booked, but the year's 1963. And Frank says he managed to persuade the sympathetic airline to let him sit in the rear of the plane with the flight attendants. 
desperate times. So Frank recalls that his first experience with travel, with air travel, went smoothly until shortly before landing when the unthinkable happened. One of the plane's doors somehow flew open. As Frank told the Telegraph in 2003, one minute we were drinking tea and the next minute the door was ripped open and the flight attendant was sucked into midair. And I followed her. Out the door? Out the door. They're getting ready to land. Okay. Soon he says the plane crashed and the flight attendant, two pilots, and 17 other passengers lay dead. Frank, however, claims to have miraculously survived because he landed in a haystack that cushioned his fall. Frank would never fly in an airplane again, and I can't say as I blame him. Uh, gee, you think? I've never been on an airplane, and that sounds kind of terrifying. Well, this was also 60 years ago. Yes. Things are much different now. Yes. Okay. That is just one of the several incredible brushes with death that Frank Salak said he's endured. And I say, holy shit. The year before the plane crash, Frank said he was on a train from Sarajevo to another town. The train derailed and crashed in an icy river. But he said that despite suffering from hypothermia and a broken arm, he actually swam to safety with the help of another person, and he did survive. Obviously, he survived because he got to get on the plane. In 1966, so three years after the plane, Frank says he's on a bus that skids into a river, leaving four dead. Well, he actually managed to make it to the bank and suffered only minor cuts and bruises. This is starting to at seem a point, little sketchy. At this point in time, Frank's had enough of public transportation, and he vows not to use that anymore. So in 1970, Frank reportedly survives a horrendous car accident. What year? 1970. Okay. In which his car spontaneously caught fire while he was driving it and then exploded just after he is able to flee from safety. You see Jason Bourne in this anywhere? Like I said, this is starting to get extremely, extremely sketchy. In 1973, Frank is again driving his own personal automobile, obviously not the same one. The fuel pump of his car broke, causing engine fire to shoot out of the air vents, catching his hair on fire. Other than the hair being completely fried off, he survived unharmed. I'm having flashbacks of a... Do you remember the Mythbusters episode? Yeah. Where he says, Is my eyebrow gone? I have a date tonight! In 1995, after 25 accident-free years, Frank says he survived being hit by a bus... Well, he's walking in town. The following year, Frank claims that he's driving in the Croatian mountains when an oncoming United Nations truck caused him to swerve off of a 300-foot cliff. However, he said, he was able to jump out of the la- out at the last second and watch from a tree at the cliff's edge as his car plummeted downward. I personally have a problem believing he has car insurance. <laughs> I bet he doesn't have life insurance either. <laughs> Guys, and almost killed. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. Seven times in um, thirty-four years. And I bet there's more, isn't there? Oh yeah, I got another half page to go. Fine. So Frank has an interview with the Telegraph, which we previously referred to, and he tells the guy at the Telegraph that his friends were eventually very hesitant to even get in a vehicle with him, and some of them didn't even want to be near him at all. Um, yeah, because the when he was walking, you think. I, I would feel the exact same way. Although I would like to say he might want to consider buying a lottery ticket because he is very lucky. We'll get there. Seriously. Oh my. Although he has now escaped death seven times. He says there's a stage when he was lucky to have any friends at all. Many of his friends stopped seeing him because he had very bad karma. 
Oh, uh, gee, you think? I said, duh. <gasps> what the hell did he do in his previous life? One of his neighbors said, let's put it like this. If I heard Frank had booked a flight or a train, I would cancel. <laughs> Nonetheless, Frank's lack remained optimistic despite all of his brushes with death. You could look at it two ways, he said. I was either the unluckiest man in the world or I was the luckiest, and I prefer to believe the latter. I know there will be no more accidents, he said. I am going to enjoy my life now, and I feel like I have been reborn. God has been watching over me all of these years. The devil has obviously moved on to torment someone else. So Frank Salak may have been feeling especially optimistic when he made those comments, because in 2003, he reportedly won a lottery jackpot of 600,000 pounds which is about $1.6 million today. This was a fitting bit of good fortune for a man whose life story seemed to have depended so much on luck. He bought himself two houses and a boat in four years. And in seven years, he decided he would rather live a more frugal lifestyle. So he gave away the majority of what was left of his winnings and his belongings to various relatives. I have forgotten to mention that in this lifetime of adventures, there are also five marriages and a minimum of four divorces. Lucky? Or unlucky. I leave that for you to decide. Wow. I think we should take life insurance out on this guy. <laughs> there oh, were 34 yes. years between the first and the last accident. So over 34 years. The seven yeah. times. Seven times. He has died. Almost died. Seven times. So in about every four years. and four years and When did months. he finally just kick the bucket? He's still alive. He's still, still alive? alive? Yeah. He's a very old man now. But he's been married and divorced a lot. Thanks to everybody who stopped by and lent us their ear. We hope you enjoyed our stories today. Yes, yes. They were pretty entertaining. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at TMSIDNTK at gmail.com. And we are at Twitter on TMSIDNTK. If you have suggestions, ideas, comments, feel free to throw them out there. We love to hear them. Yeah, absolutely. Bring us some story ideas, tidbits. Yes. If you've almost died seven times, we'd love to hear about it. Hell yes, we would. Hell yes. We're all about that shit. Because we're going to take out life insurance. Hell yes, we will. <laughs> you can find us pretty much anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. We are Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, um, Podchaser, Pocket Bean. Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Overcast. We're everywhere. Basically any kind of social media platform you can find, except for TikTok. Unless you guys are on TikTok, too. I don't think we're on TikTok. We are not yet. on TikTok. Okay. I don't think so. Or on Snapchat. We are not on Snapchat. Yes, no. Other than that, pretty much any, we are any other social media site you can find. So, thanks Ooh. for joining us. What? We never told our listeners. We found Bigfoot. Ooh, yeah, we did. We'll have to post a picture of that. While we were on vacation, we found Bigfoot. We did. I think we found him twice. On a hill. Oh, yeah. And at a distillery. That was good. Yes. That was good. That was before we drank. Yes, we we were you sober. Were, you were sober? We were sober. We were sober when That's we found That's hard Bigfoot. to believe. Nope. Anyway, thanks, guys. Have an awesome week. We appreciate you joining us. Have a great day. I found a new catch. I found a new ending line for you. All right. Don't forget, stay mischievous. All right. Stay mischievous, guys. Bye. Bye. I've been walking these streets so long.
Where hustle's the name of the game And nice guys get washed away Like the snow and the rain There's been a low 